welcome into episode 203 of Caitlin's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and today I've got stuff to talk about. So get your cup of tea and pour your dram and I'll let you know what crack's been in at Caitlin's this past month. So how are you? Eh, stuff happened. Life got in the way and I've, I'm kind of doing this off the cuff because I just been a while and it sounds a bit weird talking to yourself. Um, I'm more used to doing it on a regular basis so I've forgotten how to. Um, I've even forgotten how to do the off the cuff straight away um, <laughs> Scotch tweet advert so I'm skipping that today. I'm not sponsored by anybody today. So I um, hope you're all well. I am... Um, well, I, I lost my crafty mojo for a little while and just stuff. Um, so there was less to talk about anyway. However, I will start by um, discussing Cartriff yarn. I got sent very kindly a sample pack to do a swatch for you and a wee review. So it was a beautiful package. It was really nicely packaged as well. They launched at Wonderwool and I think they did pretty well. And then they have put all what was left into their online shop, which is cartreffyarn.com. And this is from Wool in Wales. They, I'm going to read the cards so that I can not have any ums and ahs. Cartreff Yarn from Farm to Yarn in Wales. We're thrilled to be able to bring you our exclusive Welsh Mule and Blueface Leicester blend double knit yarn. Handpicked fleece from Brecon Wool Depot, spun in Keratigion, sorry for my pronunciation, and dyed by us in Cardiff. Cartriff means home in Welsh and we'd love to welcome you to share our bit of homeland. Find them on Instagram, Facebook and Ravelry and also cartriffyarn.com. That'll direct you to their shop where you can still purchase some. So I was saying a red green and natural colour which Welsh flag and I started knitting up the green I love how they've got different names in Welsh for their different colours there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight colours uh, red is drake which is dragon uh, orange which is flam I'm sorry for my Welsh pronunciation I'm not Welsh nor pretend to be uh, albeit Richard was born in Wales so flame was is flame and it's orange, or I'm gonna go by memory here. I think it's gold, and it's a beautiful mustard color. Forest is forest green, sapphire is a sapphire blue color, Brenhain, can't remember what that is, but it's like an indigo color, and glow, which is a black and it's coal, and then there's natural, which I think that says not not three which is obviously Welsh for natural grey, light, light grey. It's a beautifully spun yarn. Um, I've had absolutely no problems at all. I actually really struggled to find anything to contradict the amazing review I gave of it on Instagram. Um, I, I struggled because it's spun beautifully, it knits up beautifully, it's nice and plump and round. Uh, washed nicely there was it was quite this but there was nothing bad to say <laughs> maybe the only thing I would say is when I knitted the square in green 
the way it's dyed, as you can tell, it's it's not like a factory dye, which is good because it's what I wouldn't I didn't want. Um, just there was maybe splodges of darker green where the dye had sort of clumped together, but I don't think that would that that's like nitpicking to the nth degree. It um, crocheted up lovely. It was really good in lattice work and um, solid crochet work. Um, it was really good in all sorts of rib, beautiful in stocking stitch, good in rib. I've said rib, rib twice. Drink, everybody. Um, the lace, it opened up beautifully. It sat nicely in bobbins. Bobbins, no. Bobbles, bobbles, bobbles. Yes, we like bobbles, or popcorns, and cables and a moss stitch. So it, it's an all rounder yarn. It's it was eighteen pound a skein for hundred grams. So it's a reasonable price, I would imagine. And I I couldn't think of anything wrong. I made them in Edinburgh and really really nice two ladies. So I wish them all the best and hope that they do carry on doing such a wonderful job. So that's Cartriff Yarn. Uh, is this off now? Division off. Oh, none. I've forgotten how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so good at this, editing thing. Well, the fact I'm not actually editing anything. Right, so uh, also I've got a huge thank you to say to Leila uh, over in Denmark who yesterday gifted me a beautiful book called Nordic Shawls by Karen Scriver Logger and she had said it was her intention to give me this as a thank you for 200 episodes but it's 202 thank yous and it was actually one of the things that prompted me I really, really need to speak to you lot just to let you know I'm not dead and Tea with cracks being keenness. Um, so it was. It's a beautiful book. There are. I'm not going to review it, but um, there's oh one two four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen patterns in this. Um, it's beautifully photographed, and it's got different styles of shawls, or different shapes of shawls. And the photographs in it are really, really beautiful. Quite interesting, different techniques on different stitches, different sizes, different colours. It's just an all, all over kind of beautiful publication, I would say. Very Nordic because it's got the pine well, the forest and lakes and stuff. And... Um, Thank you very, very much. It's very, very kind of you. And I really want to cast on quite a few shawls now. Um, I don't know what else has been happening in the knitting world. To be perfectly honest, I've kind of went away and hid in Louise Lala land for a little while. Uh, stuff happened and I just wanted to. So I was away hiding and so I'm not actually too sure what's hip and trendy just now. Um, and just now I am doing sewing for the retreat. I'm not going all out as it was last year, but I have left it to the last minute. So um, I need to pull my finger out a wee bit. 
um, can't tell you what I'm sewing for it because then that would be unfair on my retreat bodies. Because, well, I don't know, I'm not actually quite sure that they quite like to hear it just now, but it's one of my favourite things is pulling whatever I've made out of the bag and saying, this is what I've made for you. And they all go, woo, or they falsely go, ooh. <laughs> and if you're not going to go, ooh, just pretend that you, you, you just go, ooh. <laughs> that would be nice. So I am in full last minute preparation for the retreat, which is two weeks ago, uh, weeks to go. I was over at John O'Groats today. I got the email from um, Together Travel, which are now natural retreats. And we're in slightly different cabins this year, but not too different. They're just further down round than we normally are. Um, I'll send out an email when I have put places and um, people in cabins and figure out who might be best in which cabin. And um, I think that's all I've got to say to you about the retreat. The budget. Oh, what well, I have been sewing actually in Easter holidays. Daisy and I made her a top and we did dressmaking and I used the Miss Figgy's Garment School for Girls book that I mentioned last episode and it says it's aimed at the novice, well it's not quite the beginner to novice but well it does rate each pattern as to how much knowledge you need to do beforehand and I would rate myself as a beginner novice unless I've got my mum beside me and my mum is at the other end of a phone and uh, I was doing stretch fabric with a, a jersey knit type of fabric which I bought from my local haberdashery Elizabeth and Thurshall and I'm doing my tension squares and trying to work out the tension on the sewing machine to get it so that it was going to work because I don't own an overlocker but I do have a stitch on my machine that will sort of bind the edges and it uses a zigzag stitch and I tend to use this on the tartans so what it does is you basically have a zigzag stitch right on the edge of your woven fabrics and it holds together the weave and stops freeing so I I was at a loss. I knew I needed a ballpoint needle for stretch fabric or stretch fabric needle for the sewing machine and could not get the tension to go right on this and or for it to sort of stretch and come back and then I phone my mum, I can't do this. And she says, oh, right, well, there's actually a stitch on your machine and it's almost like a, a zigzag. And if anybody's got an Elna Experience 660 and is interested, it is 032 stitch. And it looks like a very thin lightning bolt. So it gives a bit of zigzag, but also is very close to straight stitch. So you could use that. So we cut out the fabric. I didn't say Daisy was that helpful. She was interested and she kind of wanted to help. But I think I was the same. When it came down to it, she wasn't able just to go on her own because I paid money for the fabric and I wanted to make the most out of it. And then she got distracted because I was taking my time, cut once, 
sort of measured, not just twice, but 30,000 times. So the book itself comes with, um, well, it does come with five basic patterns, but you have to trace them off, which was onerous. Um, there's a lot to be said for being able just to buy a, pa- a f- pattern and then trim it to the size you need it. But then, well, this is the way it is. So I used greaseproof paper, taped it together, and I had some carbon paper and carboned over her size, put it together and realised that the front was wider in the neck than the back. So I had to trim it. And when I put it on her, I was like, oh no, I don't actually like the neck, because it's quite wide. And she was like, oh, it's very wide, mummy. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I think that's because I had to trim the back to go with the front. So she's, she's okay now. She, she's actually wearing it quite a bit, which is good. Uh, it's a little bit on the thick side for a proper summer wear. But because there's still quite a nip in the wind, I don't know if you can hear the wind today, but it's fair blowing through. But we've got sunshine. She has been wearing it, and I'm really liking that she's been wearing it. So I bought some more fabric when we went to Hobbycraft. I bought some more jersey fabric to make pyjamas. And then a little bit of lace, sort of stretch lace, that'll go with the rest of the purple stretch fabric that I've got, because I'd bought too much. I didn't know how much. Well, I did know how much I needed, but I thought, I'll just get a little bit more. It's not that expensive. And maybe I could make two. So I think I should be able to make two because I need less. And I bought some stretch fabric to make the same top, but you have the top as a panel of stretch lace instead. So that will be something that we will do over the summer. Or when she kind of asks to do it, because she's quite good that way. She likes to think outside the box, does Daisy. Um, so that was the sewing, and oh, then I've been doing some baby knits because I know people that are having babies this year. Um, I've made a little pair of booties, and these are in moss stitch. And well, I was tidying back into my craft room, which is where we're in. It might sound a little bit echoey. Um, and we had company over Easter and I had to take out the books that were in the other side of the room to put them back in the craft room. And otherwise they couldn't sleep anywhere because this is where all the books were, <laughs> just round the bed in the spare room. So we took them through and I was having a look through and I was right, I'm going to put all the knitting stuff together. Oh, I'm just, I was having a look through actually for the sewing stuff, which is probably better because it took me less time. But what I was kind of doing was going through, I was like, I am never ever going to make that. And recycled some stuff. And I found a calendar from 2009 from Simply Knitting. And it has loads of socks and slippers. Uh, 12 patterns, obviously, but it's been a calendar. Well, it's not actually obvious. I didn't see why it would just be 12, but there was 12. And included in this was a pair of baby booties and so I had some of I've got a 
of their whack of the baby acrylic-y, stashy kind of, some fluffy yarn. And there was enough of the blue soft fluffy stuff to make a pair of these little um, tiny little booties. So, and they didn't take very long. It was actually quite nice to go back to moth stitch and make something quite little. Uh, you had to do them in pieces and then sewing together was a bit onerous. So one sort of afternoon I got them upstairs and just, I put on, <laughs> I've been starting to watch Korean romance on uh, Netflix. So I was watching Descendants of the Sun, <laughs> but also this was on my phone, and um, sewed them together quite the thing. If anybody's into Korean drama, I didn't know it existed until about three weeks ago, but that's where I've been hiding. And you can't really do an awful lot because you're reading subtitles the whole time. And my favourite one, what was I was watching? It wasn't Healer, it was Suspicious Partner. And the person who was doing the subtitles was commenting on the programme. As in, um, there was like a love scene. And she said, I'm assuming it's a she, says, this is why I don't do this in front of my mum. <laughs> and oh, isn't he lovely? <laughs> Big silence. But then the Chinese ones are hilarious because they're so literal in their translation to English. The nuances kind of go away. And at one point I just said, forehead. There was, there was absolutely nothing to do with forehead, but that was what somebody said. So it made me laugh quite a lot, which was needed. But these baby booties are very, very cute. And I sewed little blue buttons on them. And they will go off to the baby in due course. Um, I've also been doing a Debbie Bliss pattern of the envelope. Well, it's not actually an envelope, it's just a very standard jumper. And it was something I'd knitted for both my children when they were babies, obviously. And it's such a simple pattern. You knit two rectangles and then two sleeve rectangle types. Is it rhomboids? Let's pretend they're rhomboids. And I have not yet sewn them up. I went to do it two Tuesdays in a row and I thought I just didn't. However, I used some patent yarns. It was half acrylic, half wool. In fact, it was more wool when it was acrylic. And it was in an iron and it was really nice to knit with. It was plump and round. And it came from Lorna Stash as well and there was two... I think there was five balls of it and there's just enough to make a pom-pom. Oh, I made a couple of preemie hats out of it as well. And um, there's just enough to make a pom-pom that's left over of all this yarn. So it was quite chuffed. I had to wash it. Well, I like to wash it because it's for a baby. But I had to in the end because it looked kind of grubby because the, the yarn's white, natural colour. So... Um, it, there was quite a, a lot of dirt that came out of it um, but it's, it's really nice to use it up and I know that Lorna would really appreciate it going to a little baby she loved children so I was it's been quite mindless knitting that I'd been doing and I couldn't concentrate on anything that didn't involve knit <laughs> 
knit, just keep knitting. So um, also we're collecting preemie hats at the retreat and I've been doing some of them. I had started this tiny little one for with sock yarn that I had made socks myself in last year. And I was using the two millimetre tiny thin round one needle circular that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Fest and I've decided I really like the two millimetre needle. So when I make socks, I think I'll be going back to my crazy trios and seeing how I get on back, back with them. The two millimetres, they just seem to take forever and yeah. But I need to sew in the ends of that hat. I've done two in a pink squishy, it's acrylic, it's like a chenille type of yarn as well. And it's a, it is a teddy bear pattern hat, but I've not actually made the ears for the teddy bear, so it's just a hat. And it's one of the hats, the pink ones, I was just, it's a flat, and then I was seaming it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mum says, what are you not doing in the round for it? Because that would have included, involved counting and thinking, I didn't want to do either. So I seamed it and then we got to the end of the seam and went oh no the cast on H is too tight I asked for advice on Twitter and nobody came up with a magic answer other than mm, I think you might have to actually undo it and just the way that this chenille-ish um, baby yarn is is that soft stuff that you want to make socks out of for yourself uh, it was hard enough seaming it up so there was no way I was unpicking a cast on row so what I did <laughs> this is terrible the, the hat has been knitted with love right this hat will be love was sent with love to this baby and the family that has come into this world a little bit earlier than is expected um what I did was I took back I didn't finish doing the seam I sort of un unraveled it a little bit and made it quite loose in the seam and then sewed the end on quite loosely so that it's it's got a bit of give but the way that the yarn is you you wouldn't really know and I'm hoping that the person gets it isn't an hour because they'd be like what I know you know I don't love but really so um I've got another one on the go they take a night I think the worst bit is getting remember where I've put the needle set to sort of seam them up so we're away up to Cape Wrath Durness tomorrow. Richard is doing a marathon. So we're taking Heidi the caravan and I'll take that and seam things and uh, hopefully make another one or two by the time it comes round to the retreat. Um, Mum's sock that I had been knitting on toe up, I've realised after reading quite a few toe-up socks that I have done it wrong. So I don't remember, I think it was at swimming and I unraveled the sock that I had been working on totally and utterly. And I'll start again. And in my head, this is just from socks that I've knitted, the ankle and the foot are the same. But in toe-up sock land, which is different to Louise Lala land where it's pink and fluffy, and toe uh, and cuff down sock, I mean, 
I might be wrong here. In fact, probably are. You're all shouting at me. You're wrong. You, your foot is not the same amount of stitches as going around your ankle. Or not, in, in my case, my ankle. I don't have big, chunky ankles. Um, I'm not saying they're stealth. They're quite strong. Being a runner, um, I've... Chunkier thighs, not thighs, whip crack away. Oh, Doris Day, rest in peace, whip crack away, lady. Um, no, I have muscly calves. I can't get into my um, calf high boots that I used to have when I had skinny legs with had no muscle on them. So I suppose that's a good spot. I'd rather be fit, to be perfectly honest, than to fit into boots and be unfit. This is a long-winded way of saying that I had un- misunderstood a toe-up silk pattern. And I got out the library this week a book on its two-at-a-time toe-up socks by Melissa somebody. So I was reading it again and Yes, I've very, very much done this wrong. So I just ripped it out. I thought, well, I've not knitted on it for quite a while. And as I was writing it, I was like, ooh, there was quite a lot of knitting in this. But I think if I start again and um, read the pattern properly and adhere to the pattern properly, then it will be better. And her mum, <laughs> get these socks knitting for her. So was that it? I think that's been it. Um, in text orders, we were given a challenge this starting this week, and it was decided because we will be finishing up this session when the schools finish at the end of June, that we would do stuff with our hand-dyed blue fabrics and do something on C, and it can be anything, but it has to all have, and we can add bits to it, but. Um, we got we took in blue fabrics that we'd hand dyed or had dyed or just had and ripped them up and everybody got given a bit of all this fabric between us all. So we all got this kit and it has to be well it was like, will we have any restrictions on this? Well how's it about we just keep it A four size because then that's not too big. But if obviously somebody wants to change or deviate from that, then they will. But that can be, you know, the only stipulation. (laughs) To which point, Valerie, who doesn't ever see anything like this, goes, well, I actually want to make a waistcoat. And we're like, that's not a four size. (laughs) And you never stick, not stick to the rules. What's going on? But... Um, I was like, no, no, no. Like, if you're going to do it, do it and um, enjoy yourself doing it. So I've got this blue, 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 blue. I was thinking blue moon. Um, I'm, I'm really tempted to sing that to you. Oh, well. Blue moon, I saw you standing alone. I love that one. Right, so I've got this packet of material that has got blue fabric in it and I need to start putting stuff together but I need to get my retreat sewing finished first so listeners it's 27 minutes of me 
spaffing on basically. Um, hopefully there'll be a bit more knitting and um, interesting knitting. It's it's not been uninteresting, I'd say. It's just it's mentally what I've been capable of. Um, and it's just what my mojo was telling me to do. Sometimes you need to take a break to go back into it full, full force. So that's what I was doing. And I hope that you are all very well. And um, I probably missed lots of things that I needed to tell you. But I better get on with um, preparing for the retreat because I've got to order in um, food, sort out cabins, um, sort out the workshop, which I have decided what we're doing. I just need to cut up things. Um, if you like a particular needle and thread, take a needle and thread because <laughs> you're going to be doing a little bit of hand sewing if you're a retreat comer. And other stuff. So um, I think that's all I've got to say then, really. And thank you for listening to me splaff on. The contact details are the same as usual. And thank you for listening.